You're tuned into the Tokyo Living Podcast, where we help you live a healthy and enjoyable life in one of the most amazing cities in the world. Rob Williams and Nick Rees are founding members of Nights in White Lycom. On this episode, Sam chats to Rob and Nick about the history and activities of their cycling club, as well as their amazing fundraising efforts. Tokyo Living is proudly brought to you by Club 360, changing lives through health and fitness. Rob Williams and Nick Reese, welcome to the Tokyo Living podcast. Hello, Sam. Thank you. Thanks for having us on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, now, we've got you uh, on today uh, to talk about the Knights in White Lycra, which I still think is uh, one of the, the better names for a sporting club going around. Um, perhaps we could start just by getting uh, both of you individually to talk a bit about yourselves, uh, uh, history in Japan and um, uh, your history in cycling. Um, so perhaps, Rob, if, if you want to uh, start. Sure. Thanks, son. Yeah, I, um, I arrived in Japan in 1999 and uh, uh, got married and now have two children, 15 and 11, two boys um, who are also into sport. Um, I came here with the financial services business, um, which closed down five years after I arrived. And we set up a, a practice of our own uh, called AP Advisors Limited, and we provide financial planning solutions to the expat community. Um, but what's far more of interest to your viewers is what I do in my spare time, which is, uh, as you say, the Knights and White Lycra. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. Yeah. And Nick? Yeah, so pretty much uh, similar. I came over to Japan, actually, initially uh, for the World Cup in 2002. I came over to watch the football, liked it so much, I decided to move over here three years later. Okay. Um, started a career in, uh, in recruitment, which I'm still doing now, 17 years to this day. Um, I run my own small business, focusing on tech uh, professionals here in for small to medium, some large businesses here in, in Japan, um, originally from England. Um, yeah. And, and once again, like Rob said, you know, most importantly, you know, we're here today to talk about what we do on the bikes and some of the other uh, activities. Um, I'm very heavily into sport. Even at 51 years old, I, I'm still trying to keep myself fit and um, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy the riding and also some of the other activities like the boxing and uh, the other things that you know I do at the gym yeah 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 and uh and so for both of you how long have you uh been cycling um has it been sort of a lifelong thing or um more of a as, as we we often tend to see more of a middle-aged uh sort of thing um what, what's that been like for both of you yeah, I came, I got into cycling uh, just over 10 years ago, actually, Sam, and started uh, commuting um, to work um, from, from Nakano to Shimbashi. So it's only like 10K or so. And at the beginning, that was hard enough. Um, but I was trying to make a lifestyle change, actually, because um, I knew I needed to lose a bit of weight and um, stop smoking and get myself fit in my 40s. And so I, I took up cycling more seriously the more I got into it uh, over the last 10 years. And, and the Knights and White Lycra really was the catalyst for me to um, get into cycling seriously. And so it's very much a passionate hobby of mine now. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my history of cycling. Yeah. And what about uh, you, Nick? I mean, you alluded to uh, one of the act other activities that you've done. I think that you were in either the first or the second um, executive uh, fight night, um, which, you know, uh, Doing yeah, a hundred kilometer, uh, several hundred kilometer rides, uh, and uh, doing you know three two minute rounds of absolute uh, all out brutality. It's sort of, <laughs> uh, but yeah, complete opposite ends of the the fitness spectrum. There, um, how long have you been cycling for? 
Um, well, actually, pretty much the same time as Rob here in Japan, although I did do a stint with um, my local hometown cycling club when I was uh, 16. Um, for a couple of years, I was doing some time trials and you know, 10, 10 mile time trials, 25 mile ones. Um, my bike got stolen, unfortunately, and then I got to the age where I could drive a car. I managed right. to get a car and, and that was it. The end is <laughs> rest is history. So I, I picked it up again when I, I got back here to Japan and uh, along with Rob and, and the rest of the guys. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Tell, tell us, how, how did the group start? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we were all sat in the uh, in the Hobgoblin Rapongri staring at our beer bellies and wondering how on earth we could get rid of them. And uh, this was um, pretty much uh, soon after the 311 tragedy. So uh, we kind of thought, well, we need to get fit. And here's an opportunity to get give back as well to the community we called home. And uh, we we planned this uh, ridiculous bike ride between us, um, and we all had to buy bikes. I mean, I don't know about Nick whether he had one already, but most of us had to buy them uh, to even do it. So uh, in April of 2013, we decided to um, get on our bikes and ride up to uh, Minami Soma, uh, one of the coastal towns uh, devastated by the tsunami. And it's about 310k, something like that. And uh, the first day alone was 160. And I remember inventing new swear words for the guy that decided which route we were going to take. <laughs> and uh, it was horrific. Um, but we did actually uh, almost make it to Miami Soma, save for uh, uh, the first blizzard in the area that they had in 40 years. Oh, wow. So uh, we, we've not been cycling in April since because, <laughs> because of the risk of blizzards. Um, but eventually we did go back and finish the ride. And um, one, one of the things that really struck us, and, and I'm sure I'm speaking for Nick as well, was the the emotion we felt when we arrived, you know, not, not just for completing the ride as a personal achievement, but um, meeting the, uh, the, 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 dis the displaced citizens of the town that were all in temporary accommodation and the gratitude they showed us, <clears throat> excuse me, for raising money to buy them food and drink, would you believe, like a year or so on from the tragedy, um really really struck st uh, stuck with us and um we decided we we're going to make this a a regular thing yeah yeah and how many were you how many of you uh, uh participated in that first ride um there were 10 of us nick weren't there i think yeah i think it was, was it 10 yeah it was 10 wasn't it but yeah it was 10 10 people initially and uh yeah as <laughs> rob said we, we were all a little slightly overweight <laughs> and uh it was just something really you know a great achievement something we really really aimed for yeah yeah and did you uh do the training and preparation uh for the event together or or how did that sort of come about i mean yeah i think we did one or two training rides didn't we nick yeah we mainly on the week all weekend rides i think we all ma managed to get out together and you know we'll probably cycle 50 to 100k on a weekend um it was painful i mean there's a lot of complaints from my side i'm quite infamous in the group actually sam because i'm always complaining about my backside and um yeah and just i've never found a saddle that actually works for me so even now i'm still struggling <laughs> yeah yeah club 360 is tokyo's premier health fitness and rehabilitation center offering physiotherapy osteopathy, personal training, group fitness classes, boxing, sports massage, pilates and nutrition consultations. With two full-time locations in Moto Azubu and Higashi Azubu, as well as satellite physiotherapy practices in Shibukoen and Yokohama, 
Club 360 boasts a team of high-level practitioners from all over the world, ready to take care of your injury and fitness needs and guide you on a path towards a healthier and happier life. Come visit us at club360.jp or follow us at club 360 Rapongi on Facebook and Instagram. Now back to the show. And so yeah. what, um, and uh, yeah, how often have you done these events since? It's uh, been over 10 years now. Um, what sort of the, you know, the activities of the group look like since then? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, on that first ride, we were the quintessential group of mammals. We were, you know, the middle-aged men in Lycra. We really were. I mean, there were, there were 10, I think we we're mostly British, if not all, and all middle-aged men and all overweight. <laughs> And uh, that that was that was the first year. But um, you know, as I said earlier, the the um, it really struck us, and we wanted to do it regularly. And year two, we had uh, we had twenty, and uh, we we rode up to Manami Sandiku this that year, which was five hundred k away, um, one of the other coastal towns. And uh, we had twenty seven the year after, and now we've reached a sort of a plateau of about forty to forty five riders um this year we had um people from 14 different countries wow. age is ages ranging from 23 to 62 male and female and you know one of the things we'd love to develop is, is to try and get more women involved we had about six participants this year so any girls ladies out there that um are not even necessarily into cycling yet that but would like to try here's your opportunity yeah yeah um, and it, it's, is it just the, the one ride that you do or um, are there so different rides that you do throughout the year? Yeah, I guess it's kind of evolved, really, um, Sam. Uh, I, just on the cycling side, we, we our flagship event is the 500 kilometre four day ride, which continues to be our most popular event and one which attracts the most sponsorship and, and fundraising potential. Um, but we also do like a, a what we call a, a virtual cycling challenge. So in the month of October, um, we, we have people subscribe to Strava and we have a club and we all go riding wherever we want to, whenever we want to. And we give them certain minimum um, yeah, 500 kilometers to ride in the month of November or 5000 meters of climbing to do in the month of November. Oh, sorry, October. Mm. Um, and we have a similar event in November, which is for runners. And they do the same thing, a minimum of 55 kilometers uh, to run in the month of November. So we did realize that cycling wasn't necessarily globally appealing, if you like. So um, we, we um, decided to devise other events like the running, like uh, an Imperial Palace walk, which we do in the springtime when the Sakura is out. Uh, we do futsal, we do golf days. Um, we even do pub nights for those that uh, would like to, to give back, but not necessarily get fit. And uh, Nick is our quiz master extraordinaire, I might add. <laughs> and uh, we've actually got that coming up on November the 30th, um, which is a sellout. Um, so, yeah, people really do want to give back. They don't necessarily want to get get fit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and is it always for uh, the same charities or um, how do you manage that? No, I'm, I'm Nick. Do you want do you want to expand yeah. on what we initially yeah, did? So initially, we, um, as Rob mentioned, we we cycled up to Minamisoma. Um, a couple of people were helping us up there. There was people on the ground up there, and we we rode for a charity, Saving Minamisoma, I think it was. It was a small charity that started up there. So we raised money um, to allow um, uh, transportation of um, sort of certain produce, emergency produce, to give to the locals. Uh, and I think that's initially what we did um and um 
subsequently we've we've supported charities like place to grow which is uh, angela's angela ortiz's charity we've uh, supported marina mori which we've done on many occasions as well which is supporting um um uh, how do i say this up uh, sort of um schools really for um abandoned children in japan people that have had been less fortunate for us uh, than us um and um We've done, I think we've ridden for them about three times, haven't we, Rob? Probably Yeah, three three times in Marana Mori. Um, and then subsequent to that, three, three years with uh, another MPA called yeah. Yumi Wee. Mm. Um and so the, the both both of those um MPOs are in the uh in the children living in care space, if I can put it like that, where they're offering educational um educational opportunities to those kids above their normal school activities just to give them skill sets which might give them a better chance in adult life because they're already in a, in a sort of a disadvantaged position just by virtue of the fact that they they come from care mm -hmm. so we feel if we can equip them with with educational skills that um that they will have a better chance and uh get into more you know better more professional jobs when they do leave care and so Yumi We was very much a, a, an IT-based digital education MPO, Mirana Mori, who we're going to support next year, is an outdoor-based uh, um, program, if you like, where, where kids can go to camps in the summer and winter, and one-day camps as well, um, sponsored by companies um, that give them the opportunity to do things that might they might not ordinarily do to overcome their fears and give them self-confidence and learn to how to work in teams. Um, and it just gives them a greater sense of self-worth. And so we're very excited to um, be involved with Mirana Mori again next year. Ilana Jade is a friendly bilingual beauty salon located in Azubujuba in Tokyo that provides a relaxing haven where guests come to escape the hustle and bustle of city life. All products used in Ilana Jade organic skincare lines are delivered by local and internationally trained and experienced therapists. Alana Jade's wide range of deluxe beauty treatments of facials, nails, waxing, massage and eyelash treatments will have you looking your best from head to toe. Receive 20% off your first treatment when mentioning Tokyo Living Podcast when booking. And out of those, uh, I guess, is it 11 main rides that you've done so far? Are there any that have really stood out or any sort of, you know, uh, specific memories or uh, or yeah, specific stories that, that you want to recall? I'll, I'll start on this one, shall I, Rob? <laughs> Please do. I, I, think, I think Rob's already mentioned one already, which was the standout in the first year, Sam, which yeah. was um, the second day of the ride. And, uh, and in fact, it was the third day of the ride. And the, the, the weather was, um, it was getting a bit cold and we knew we had some elevation on the ride. Um, probably about 30k in, uh, a blizzard hit us. Um, and there were some hardcore people that really wanted to finish it, but we just thought it, it was too dangerous. We were so high up. So we, we pulled the plug on that day. And we, as Rob mentioned, we decided to come back um, the following month when the weather was better and complete the ride and meet the locals and do everything. Um, but I think probably my, um, I think one of the moments that really does stand out in the second year. Now we'd cycled 500 kilometers all the way up to Minami Sanriku in some of you know some of the most beautiful scenery absolutely stunning scenery and that's one thing i will mention about these rides is that we really get to see some beautiful parts of japan that you won't 
ordinarily see on a bike or in a car or something like that. But on a bike or on foot, it's stunning. Anyway, we got to Minami Sanriku. Um, we had um, the US military there, the, all the residents of the town. The mayor turned up as well to welcome us. Uh, and about 100 metres before the end, uh, we all decided to congregate together on our bikes so that we could all go in together because on this ride, we all have to cycle in maybe groups of five or six because of legislation. Anyway, so we all congregated at the end of this road. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting to the end of this story, but you'll like this one. Um, we were at the traffic lights um, and we held up the traffic coming the other way. And it wasn't a, a major road uh, per se turned right into this road, coming down this road, all the bunting was there, people were waving, clapping. And what we'd done, we turned right at a traffic lights, which I don't know if you know in Japan, it's actually against the law to do that on a bike. Um, yeah. And the police turned up and they wouldn't leave until they pretty much got someone for turning right at that. We, we, we saw the mayor in the background basically saying, look, come on, these guys have cycled a long way, get, get rid, you know. <laughs> But it was one of those moments. But it's, you know, put, putting that aside, just getting to the, the final part of these rides is, is just fantastic. Just the look on the, the, the faces of the cyclists, the people that we're going there to support as well. Um, it's just something, unless you've experienced it, it's just incredible. Um, and, and getting to meet some of the residents of Minami Sanriku, um, uh, yeah, it was just one one of the memories that are out of many that I've got of these rides. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just expanding on what Nick said there, I think what one of the one of the main main things that we try to do, um, Sam, is to have the ride end at one of the children's homes that uh, the charity serves, and uh, it really does. Um, it really does sort of nail down the purpose of the ride for the riders. And, uh, you know, we, we, the, the children line the uh, the road to the care home. They've made flags of the countries that we all represent. And uh, it's just such a beautiful thing that the, the, the people can understand and, 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 and solidify in their minds why they've ridden 500 kilometres, not just for their own benefit, but for the benefit of these children. And, um, you know, the children range, range in age from two to 18. Mm -hmm. Some of them are a bit too cool for school and um, don't want to wave their flags at us. But the younger ones are so cute and it, it, it's very emotional because, I mean, obviously these children are without parents, mm. uh, without any fault of their own. Um, so it really is a, an amazing experience, as Nick says. Mm. Um, and, and on that, uh, on the first year rider, the, the funny story I remember is one of our riders being chased up a, a mountain by a Labrador. And uh, <laughs> he wasn't exactly the lightest, most athletic rider in our group. And uh, the Labrador was not going to give up. And uh, I don't think that particular rider has ever ridden that mountain as fast as he has since. <laughs> <laughs> that PB will never, ever be broken. Yeah, <laughs> Personal nice. best, I mean. <laughs> Talking of the wildlife as well, you know, we have had encounters with uh, the odd snake. We've had, as Rob said, the dogs. We've had bears. We've had, um, uh, what else have we had? Monkeys. monkeys. Yeah, we've seen <laughs> monkeys. Yeah, so you get, you get to see a lot of the wildlife. Are you looking for a fun and challenging way to get fit? Why not give boxing a go? Club360's experienced bilingual boxing coaches can help you discover the many physical and psychological benefits of this amazing sport, all in a friendly and motivating atmosphere. Right now, you can try an initial one-on-one -on -one session completely free. 
contact info at club360.jp for more details. Anything sort of coming up uh, on the horizon? Obviously, uh, you're planning on doing that uh, that same event again next year. Um, what else have you got coming up? Yeah, I mean, next year is actually our tenth anniversary, Sam. So this is this is a very poignant year. Um, th- this year, we we uh, we crossed the hundred million yen raised mark. So this year's wow. been iconic in many ways for us already. Mm. Uh, we're now up to about one hundred and fifteen million raised in total for for community projects in Japan. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're very excited to be adding more to that next year, hopefully. And the way we will do it is obviously the flagship uh, event, the ride, which is on June the 1st to 4th. And applications will open for that in the month of January. Uh, we are almost always fully sub- subscribed, if not oversubscribed. Um, and as I say, it's for all ages and abilities. So don't be scared if you if you feel like you you would like to aspire to this challenge then um, you're very welcome to contact us and uh, apply for it Um, and then other events because it is our 10th anniversary we'll have a gala dinner in July uh, and invite uh, people to come celebrate what we've achieved over the last 10 years Um, but in addition to that of course we will have the walk the futsal the golf uh, the running and the month the month of cycling as well so it'll be a full calendar it's been a bit hard to pivot in the last few years because of COVID, but we've managed mm. to keep going in one way or another. Yeah, uh, I think next year will uh, will be a full 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 calendar of events for everyone to enjoy. And to keep up to date with that, um, just go to our website kiwl.net, uh, which will tell you where and when we're doing these events and how yeah. to how to participate. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to mention to your your viewers as well is that. Um, the uh, sponsorship opportunities for the for the ride itself. Yeah. So we do wear a, a bespoke jersey for the uh, ride, which is um, which is uh, which has all the sponsors uh, logos on it. And we even have a specific day on the ride when one particular sponsor can sponsor that day. So if any companies are interested, um, we don't take any kind of a, a, a slice of their donation. It goes direct to the charity in return for putting their logo on the jersey and being part of this uh, get fit and give back story, even if they're not participating themselves. So we're very much uh, happy to talk to any companies that might be interested in supporting us in that way. Do you suffer lower back pain while sitting in the office or during long haul travel? The Lumber Jacket may be just the solution you're looking for. This revolutionary product features a built-in inflatable and height-adjustable lower back support concealed within a fashionable and comfortable garment. Perfect for work and travel. Visit lumberjacket.com for more details or simply search Lumber Jacket on Amazon. I guess you sort of mentioned uh, people that uh, might want to join. If, if someone hasn't got any cycling experience and just the whole uh, you know, prospect of, of cycling that far seems a little overwhelming, um, do you sort of offer any sort of support or or do you have like affiliations with any sort of coaches that, that might be able to you know, prepare someone for um, yeah for that endeavour? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, the application period is the month of January. And uh, I would say the majority of people we, we that apply are already cyclists. Mm. Um, but even within that group of people, you have everything from leisure cyclists who do 50k max to um, to almost elite cyclists. I mean, uh, this year, we had a professional cyclist in, in the in the group. 
So we had a huge range of ability. Yeah. Um, but for those that are new to cycling, there's a four month period, obviously, to train and get ready. So we do weekend um, we do weekend training rides yep. with people and we nurture uh, people new to cycling through it and, and gradually build them up. But um, I'm also aware of the fact that there's a lot of off bike training that they can do through, you know, facilities like your own. Yep. where they can where they need to build certain muscles i mean it's funny because a, lo- a lot of marathon runners come and say ah that's easy i can do i can do a cycle ride i don't even have to get it i, I can do it sitting down yeah um but i think what they don't <laughs> realize is, is the muscle groups are completely different yeah for sure. and you'll know all about this i mean you, you've really got to um have a good good core strength and uh, obviously knee strength and and as nick mentioned yeah, to me yesterday, you know, back back is back can be an issue on a ride as well. Nick's had to fight um, that that issue himself. Mm. Um, so, Don't help uh, me with that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, off bike training is also important. So, yeah. so um, we'd love to get some of our riders involved in in maybe some training sessions with you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, more, more than happy to help out with that. Are you interested uh, yourself, Sam? I, I can see the questions there. Are you thinking about it? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, my, uh, my younger brother is an endurance athlete. Uh, he's done yeah, a lot of, um, triathlons and cycling as well. And, and yeah, I spent most of my, my, my life making fun of him for that. Um, <laughs> I, I'd probably be more likely to get involved in cycling than running. Um, I joke and, and tell people I spent my whole life learning how to fight just so I don't have to run, but, um, cycling, <laughs> uh, might be open to in the future. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh it's funny actually because um it, it's uh well known that the british are very good at sports that involve sitting down yes true and uh we have quite a lot of british people cycling in our events um as well as as well as obviously being famous for rowing and um uh formula one and things like that where it involves a seat <laughs> so we're very good at that yeah well i had a, a staff member um years ago who was who's british and um uh and <clears throat> thought that just by yeah just by that he he would be able to be a much better rower than me uh and we were both sort of training to get under seven minutes on the erg uh and he i think at the time well, at the time and still is i think about uh eight six seven eight years younger than me and uh much leaner and so i think uh, he was the the hot favorite but um i uh, smashed him in that uh, that competition so um I, I do i do think of myself as being you know, decent at those sitting down sports as well so yeah <laughs> might be something i might be good at yeah i mean i think you hit the nail on the head about the endurance aspect of it it's it, one thing i would like to stress is that it's not a race i mean yeah. it's not a race it's a tour and the only objective of this is to get people from a to b safely yeah. and to get them to see the kids at the end of the 500k that that's the overriding priority yeah. um so you know it, the i think what you you don't you i'm sure you'll agree you don't run a marathon to train for a marathon yeah. and ne- neither do you need to ride 500 kilometers in four days to 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 be prepared for for, for our event yeah. but you do need to be able to ride, ride over 100k comfortably on a on a regular basis and that will give you the confidence if nothing else um to be able to do it so although it might seem insurmountable at the beginning it is a gradual process of building up to the point that you can do it and actually you know although there are hills i mean japan's a hilly country we can't avoid hills um we do try to make the ride fair and what i mean by that is that um it's not so easy that people won't sponsor them for their efforts but it's not so difficult that people new to cycling can't do. Yeah. Um, so it's always a delicate balance between the two, but it's always an interesting ride. And as Nick said, the scenery, the scenery up through Tohoku and Fukushima, it's just mind blowing. 
and in its scenery you don't see on on in a car it, it's just fantastic yeah. the other thing as well uh, to add to this as well it's teamwork as well um yeah. let's say you've got 40 people will split up into into groups um you know probably a five or six per group something like that and it's teamwork you're helping each other out so mm. we won't put someone who's a really experienced cyclist and a, a fast cyclist into into a slower group so we'll right. put the people together so they can work together um, we've had groups that you know like to complete the ride and and get back to the hotel in the evening and relax early we have other people that like to have a leisurely ride maybe taking two lunches and take loads of photos and stop on the way um but as rob said the main goal is is to get to that end to to, to see the people that we're raising money for and and um really experience um you know at, at parts of japan that you wouldn't normally get to see fantastic well, um, I will uh, put your, your website details in, in the show notes. Um, do you have any sort of presence on social media? Do you post uh, uh, details of your activities on, on there at all? Yes, you do, Sam. We've got, we've got a Facebook page. We've got an yep. Instagram page. Um, and uh, we also have somebody who actually knows how to do it, <laughs> believe <laughs> it or always, not. Um, well, something. we do now anyway. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm hoping next year that the social media presence of, of, of Kibble, as we call ourselves, uh, will be more uh, will be more prevalent next year. Um, so, uh, yeah, we do. So Instagram uh, and also Twitter, I believe we have an account as well. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll put those uh, links all in the show notes and um, urge uh, people to to go and check that out. And um, yeah, if you uh, this has spoken to those uh, watching and, and viewing and um, yeah, you might be interested in uh, taking up that challenge, then um, yeah, I'd uh, encourage people to get in touch with you. And um, yeah, and uh, thank you both very much for coming on uh, the show today. It was great to hear about uh, yeah the history of, of the group and uh, a bit about your activities. And um, yeah, we wish you all the best for, um, for, the, for the group going forward. Fantastic, Sam. Thank you very much for the opportunity to, uh, to tell people about what we do. Right. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Sam. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tokyo Living Podcast. If you enjoy the content, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you'd like to enjoy your podcast. We look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Have a healthy and active week.